Embrace the new and find your purpose. Embrace the new and find your purpose. It is vital that we know who we are in Christ. Vital that we know who we are in Christ. Also, it is vital to know who God intended us to be. To know who God intended us to be. To know that you have been changed. It is vital to understand that you have been changed. And you must know the purposes that God has for you in Christ Jesus. These things are vital for your transformation. Vital for your transformation, church. Proverbs 20, 24. A man's steps are from the Lord. How then can man understand his way? If man's steps are ordered from the Lord, how then can he understand his way? If your purpose is found in the Lord, How then can you know your purpose without the Lord? The Lord's ways are here. If you decide to go here, how will you know your purpose? When you turn away from the Lord, you turn away from your purpose. When you turn away from the Lord and go your own way, the Bible calls that sin. Sin. And we all get off track sometimes and go our own way. But Jesus stays right there awaiting us to return. A man's steps are from the Lord. How then can he understand his way? Understand it. We can't without the Lord. If our steps are ordered by the Lord. We must follow the Lord's direction. Follow the Lord's direction. Ephesians 1.4. Even as he chose us in him. Before the foundation of the world. That we should be holy and blameless before him. In love. He predestined us for adoption to himself as sons through Jesus Christ according to the purposes of his will. According to the purposes of his will. God, before the foundation of the world, chose those individuals that believe in Jesus by faith to be in him, to be found holy and blameless, in his presence at all times. And he loved us so that he predestined us. He predestined us for adoptions as sons through Jesus Christ according to the purposes of his will. His will. God, before we were even born, thought about it. 
thought about said that he will adopt those who believe in Jesus. In Jesus. To be his children. And he will be their father before the foundation of the world. Before the foundation of the world. Through that relationship with Jesus Christ. According to the purposes of his will. Not our will. His will. His will. Those who God loves are called to his purpose. That is our work in Jesus, folks. That is our work to be called to the purposes of God. Not our comfort or our worldly success. No, no. It is furthering, furthering of God's purpose through us. The furthering of God's purpose through us, you and I. That's what we're called to do. That's our calling. That is the very essence of our purpose, to further the purposes of God. To further the purposes of God. Embrace the new and find purpose. Embrace the new and find purpose. We must embrace the new and say goodbye to the old church. Embrace the new and say goodbye to the old. You will find your true purpose when you embrace your new self. You will find your true purpose when you embrace your new self in Christ. Paul says, it is not I who live, who no longer live. It's Christ who lives in me. It's Christ who lives in me. We must sometimes remind ourselves who we are. We must sometimes go in our bathroom and close the door and look ourselves in the mirror and say, you are a changed person. Remind ourselves, you are changed. The old is gone. The new is here. Tell that old man and that old woman in the mirror, you are dead. You are dead. You're not coming back. You're not coming back. Sometimes, church, we have to fast from more than food. Sometimes we may have to fast from people, from the circles around us. Not that there's anything wrong with them, but that's not where God has us. We're no longer there. We're new creatures in Christ, new people in Christ. Fast from the old, church. Fast from the old into the new. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Your name has changed, folks. We all have new names now. You are a disciple of Christ. That's who you are. You're a child of God. That's who you are. You're a Christian believer in Christ. That's who you are. Embrace it, church. Embrace it. Love it. Embrace it. And you must believe it. And you must believe it. Believe that you are a new person in Christ. Believe it. Believe that you are made right with God. Because you are. You have been made right 
gift of God. And you can live in righteousness. You can live in righteousness, church. Yes. Believe that you are a forgiven child of God. And Jesus calls you free. How about that? How about that? You are a forgiven child of God, and Jesus calls you free. Yes. Believe that sin has no control over you. That the schemes of the devil cannot overtake you. Hallelujah. The Bible tells us that the only temptations that you have are those, the same temptations that all people have. That all people have. But you can trust that God will never let it overtake you. That he will always give you a way out of those strongholds. A way out of Satan's temptations. That's his word. That's his promise, church. That's his promise. Embrace who you are as an ambassador of Jesus Christ. Ambassador of Jesus Christ. That's who you are. That's who you are. And your past has no effect on your future in Christ. Your past has no effect on your future in Christ, church, and always know that you are a loved child of God, a loved child of God. And one way that we can show God how much we love him back is embracing that new life in Christ, embracing that new life in Christ. Bible says we love because he first loved us. Hallelujah. The evidence of your purpose calling in him. That's what it is. That's what it is. Him calling you into purpose with love. With love. Romans 8, 28. And we know that those who love God, all things, all things work together for good for those who are called according to his purpose. There go that word again, purpose, purpose. And do we love God this morning, church? All right. Well, this is for you. This is for you if you love God this morning. Amen. Amen. So no matter the current situation, no matter whatever heartache or troubles or tribulations or pain, sorrow, grief, disappointment, letdown that you may be going through today, God says, hold on. God says, hold on. God says, endure. 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 I will make good of all your difficulties. And all things, all things will work together for your good. Just hold on. Hold on to that unchanging hand of God Almighty. Of God Almighty. Embrace it, church. Embrace it. It goes on to say that for those who are called according to his purpose. You were called to be new in Christ. You were called to be new in Christ for the purposes of God. Not our own purpose. Not your own purpose. For the purposes of God. To make known the things of God, church. To make known the things of God. That takes work. We have work to do. 
to make known to the world the things of God. He's called us to do that. That should be an honor, an honor, an honor. Proverbs 19.21. You can make many plans, but the Lord's purpose will prevail. You can make many plans, but the Lord's purpose will prevail. Our plans or God's purpose, our plans or God's purpose, our choices, church, our choices, decisions that we may make today may decide our success or our failure in our future. Our choices that we may choose to make today may decide our success or our failure in our future. And our future starts right now. Right now. Those decisions, those choices. See, we can make our own plans and we can even go our own way. Because God has given us free will to do so. He's given us free will. But when we choose to follow God and allow his plans and purposes to take place in our life, church, it gives our life meaning. It gives our life purpose, the very purpose that we need. We are not the author of our own life story. Even though that's hard to hear, but we are not the authors of our own life story. God is. God is. And when we choose to go our own way, we try to create our own purpose. When we choose to go our own way, we try to create our own purpose. And that can lead to eternal mistakes. An eternal mistake. James 4.15 4, says it like this. Instead, we ought to say, if the Lord wills. If the Lord wills that I live. If the Lord wills that I do this or I do that. It's the Lord's will. Meaning, we're not in control. We're not in control of our purposes. Or our plans, church. We're not in control. A lot of people don't want to hear that. But we must ask permission. We must ask permission before we set our goals or make our plans for our future. We must take them to God first. We must take them to God first. Ask God to show us his desires, his plans, his purposes for our lives, church. That's first. That's first. And we must be willing, willing to follow God's plan. God's purposes for our lives. Willing. Purpose. Purpose. Quick story about purpose. I always shied away from purpose. I was scared of purpose because I never knew I had a purpose. I did not feel like there was something that, that, that drove me. When I was young, I grew up playing sports. I played basketball through school. 
And some would say I was a, a decent player. And I loved it. I loved the game. I played because I loved the game. And others would say, well, you can go to school. This could be what you can do. I didn't feel like it. I didn't feel like it. And I fell out of love with the game. And through my career of working, I worked jobs here, here and there. But there was nothing that I really desired to do. God never gave me anything to desire to really do, church. As far as, oh, that's what I want to do. That's what I want to be. I never had that. Within myself, I never had that. And so about four years ago, I started praying for purpose. I started praying for purpose. And so I told God, I said, God, I don't know where I'm supposed to be or what I'm supposed to be doing. But I'm leaving it in your hands. I submit to your will, and I'm going to allow you to lead me. That's it. I can't do it on my own. I don't know where I'm going. I don't know where I'm going. I'm scared in the inside, y'all, because I don't know. I have no clue from day to day. And I just say, God, you just lead me, and I follow, and I follow. And I'm standing before you right now as your pastor without a, without a clue. Without a clue, without a clue. So if there's anyone, anyone that may be feeling the same way, unsure about your life, pray to God about it. Ask him to show you his purpose. Because right now, our purpose is to glorify God. I could not be in a greater position if I wanted to. Never, never. Nothing comes before this. Nothing comes before Glorifying Almighty God. You couldn't ask for a better purpose, church. You couldn't ask for a better purpose. When we embrace our new life in Christ, we become who God intended us to be. When we embrace our new life in Christ, we become who God intended us to be, church. But if we do not embrace our new life in Christ, we're not living in purpose. You will not know your purpose. You will not. Again, if you're not embracing your new life in Christ, you are not who God intended you to be. You are not. You are not. Embracing your new life in Christ. That's just the reality of it, church. That's the reality of it. Who we was born as, that's not who God intended us to be. We were born in the flesh, dead in the flesh. The new in Christ is of the spirit. The spirit man, who he wants to live. When I was living in sin, I never knew anything about this new life. Never knew that you can be new. Never knew that you can be new. Never. This life was non-existent to me. Non-existent to me. I was living a life over there and thought that was just it. Had no clue about this life now. None. None. 
And those that are not in Christ, that's how it is. That's how it is. It hurts me to see because I've been there. I lived in, outside of Christ. It hurts me to see anyone living outside of Christ. Think about the people close to you, close to you, that's not in Christ. Not embracing that new life in Christ. When you look at them, when you talk to them, that's not who God intended them to be. It's not. That's not who God intended them to be. Think about all the ones that left this earth too soon. Not knowing Christ. The families never getting to know who that person really was. The value of that life. Never knowing. Never knowing. That's not what God wants for his children. That's not what he wants for us. Think about this. If our purpose in life is found through a life in Jesus Christ. A life not lived in Christ. Is it a life in vain? A life without purpose? If our life of purpose is found in Jesus Christ, and a life not lived in Christ, is it a life in vain and a life Without purpose, without purpose, if our purpose is in Jesus Christ, that person is living for the purposes of the devil, not the purposes of God in Christ. That's the truth of the matter. We got to be careful. We cannot be deceived. Don't be deceived. At all. At all. If you have your Bibles today, I want us to read from Luke 12 to Luke 21. This is the parable of the rich fool. Of the rich fool. Jesus. It says, someone in the crowd said to him, teacher, tell me, tell my brother to divide the inheritance with me. Jesus replied, man, who appointed me a judge or arbiter between you? Then he said to him, watch out. Be on guard against all kinds of greed. Life does not consist in an abundance of possessions. This is Jesus. And he told them this parable. The ground of a certain rich man yielded an abundance of harvest. Abundance of harvest. He thought to himself, what shall I do? I have no place to store my crops. The rich man, growing an abundance of harvest, fields full. Now he don't know what to do because he has so much. So much. He needs a place to store it. 
Then he said, this is what I'll do. I will tear down my barns and build bigger ones. And there I will store my surplus grain. And I'll say to myself, you have plenty of grain. Laid up for many years. Take life easy. Eat, drink, and be merry. Yes. But, but, God said this. You fool. This very night, your life will be demanded of you. Then who will get what you have prepared for yourself? This is how it will be with whoever stores up things for themselves, but is not rich toward God. Not rich towards God. Let's be clear. Let's be clear. Jesus in no way is condemning anyone from being rich or wealthy or desiring a, a rich or wealthy life. I desire to be wealthy. Who don't desire to be wealthy, church? But it's about if that wealth is in the wrong hands. Just imagine if that wealth was in the right hands. The right hands. And that wealth would be in the hands of someone who had a heart for God. Who had a heart for God. That means that anything that that person does with that wealth, it will be towards the kingdom of God. What a blessing. What a blessing that could be. What a blessing, church. What a blessing. The things of God, to honor God first with your wealth, with your riches. God, who is the provider. God, who is our strength in our bodies to do the work that we make the income for. God himself strengthened us. Strengthened us. That is what God is saying here about the rich fool. Be careful. Be careful, church. Your purpose life of life is not consists in the abundance of these possessions. It's not. It's not. All of these earthly things that we gather for ourselves. He calls it greed. He calls it greed. They are not eternal. Don't let these things make you forget about God. That's what he's telling us. Don't let these things make you forget about me. God says, guard yourself against greed. If you want to be greedy, be greedy towards the things above, not on the earthly things. Be greedy towards the things of me, not the manly things. You want to be rich, be rich and help me grow the kingdom of God. Don't be rich towards yourself, being selfish and greedy. These things has no eternal value, church. None. None. No eternal value. They don't even matter to God. They don't even matter to God. Yes, we must live. Some of these things, they have 
uh, a place in our lives. But God is talking about storing up abundance, being the selfish thing, covetous, which is sin. Be aware. Be aware that these things that you laid up for yourself are not eternal, are not eternal. They cannot fulfill your purpose that God has for you. They cannot. They cannot. They cannot, church. You have stored up all these things, God says, all these riches of your wealth for selfish gain. Now I am demanding your life. Now I am demanding your life this very night. Now, who are you going to, re- who, who's going to receive these things from you? You can't use them. You can't use them. He has them stored up, built these bonds, have them stored up, and can't even use them. God said, I'm going to take your life. Because you was rich towards these things. You wasn't rich towards me and the things of heaven. The spiritual things, church. Jesus is teaching about the spiritual Things, stirring up earthly possessions and greed are not eternal. Covetousness is a sin. That's why Jesus says, you fool, you fool. I'm trying to teach you spiritual things, and you're so concerned about these earthly things, these earthly possessions. That's not what I want. That's not who you are. That's not who you are. These things cannot save your life. They cannot save you from me or anything else. Anything else. Sometimes we make the mistake of believing that our success, our purposes is found in our success, church. Sometimes we make the mistake of believing that our purposes are found in our success, in our bank account, our worth lies, in our value of our homes, our worth lies, in our cars, in the lights, our worth lies. We depend on these things, and we place our value and our hope in these things. That's the world point of view. That's the world point of view. That's not God's point of view, church. That's not God's point of view. God says you were created in my image, created in my likeness to live a life pleasing towards me, to honor me, to glorify me, God. Not in these earthly things. Not in these earthly things, church. God says, set your mind on the things above, not on earthly things. Not on earthly things. These things don't matter. God says he will supply all of our needs. All of our needs. What more do we want? What more should we want? What good is it if a man or woman gains the whole world and loses their very soul? That's what God is saying here about the rich fool. What good is it? What good is it? You can't do anything with it. 
What good it? What good will it be? Ephesians 4.24. So put on your new nature created to be like God, truly righteous and holy. New nature. New nature to be like God, righteous and holy in all things, all things. Be renewed in the spirit, church. Be renewed in the spirit of your mind. At home, be renewed in the spirit of your mind. At home, be the same person. Be that changed person at home. At work, be holy and blameless. At work, before man, be holy and blameless. Be that same new person in Christ. Embrace it at work. In the streets, be that same person, holy and blameless. So they would know who Jesus is by your walk in this life. Be that same person, holy and blameless, church. Purpose. And to find our purpose, we must pray for the Lord's direction. We must pray for the Lord's direction. And the Holy Spirit will lead us in becoming the people that God intended us to be. That God intended us to be in, in the presence of our families and friends. Be changed. Embrace your new life. Love it. Love it. That's the way to our purpose. To be caring and compassionate towards others. To live a spirit-controlled life. A spirit-controlled life, church. To know and obey the voice of the Holy Spirit. To know and obey the voice of the Holy Spirit within. That voice that speaks to you every day. That voice of correction that speaks to you every single day. That's the Lord speaking to you. That voice of correction, church. To grow in wisdom and understanding. To be a peacemaker amongst men. That's who we are. To give godly counsel to those who need it, who need it. Pray for the encouragement and to provide inspiration and hope to those who need it, who need it. We are laborers. The Bible tells us we should live soberly and righteously and godly in this present world, not conforming to this world but being transformed by the renewing of our minds, it may prove what is good and acceptable in the Lord. That's the will of God. And the will of God. Our purpose, church, is found through Christ. We can't go our own way and make up our own purpose and think we're doing God justice. It's not right. And we will see that it's not right. We will know that it's not right, church. That it's not right. As we prepare to give communion today, if anybody needs to get their elements, 
so we can begin communion.